Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G, with me. For Sunday Fun Day festivities, none other than Jake Papa J Bones Parlor. Hmm, that's me, Jake. Yeah, okay, okay, good, good. good. I, I was about to say, that's, I'm here. You, you got to jump in there when you do that. Okay, you gotta, you gotta have something. What do you, what do you want to say? You gotta have a, like a catchphrase, maybe like a Ric Flair, woo, huh? you know, something like that. I don't know. It's your Just, boy. I've been thinking about this, by the way. I think I need to get... You need to get on your bass and record me a funky bass lick. So true. So when I introduce you, I can put that in. Boom. Yeah. Like, you know, I say, Papa, J-Bones, Parlor, and then... Yeah. You know, something like that. Real slappy. Yeah. 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 Slap happy. Yes. Yes, Jake. Before we came on to the air, we were talking about summer. That's right. Summer activities. We are in summer, my man. So true. It's it's going on right now. It doesn't really feel like it, though, does it? Not at all, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the virus, you know, and then on top of that, like, no kids have been at school for, like, the last three months anyways. Nope. So like there was no big like release of like woohoo summertime, Word. you know. It was just more like oh we've already been at home. I guess just no more zooming now, you know. Like it's just you know yeah, amusement parks like we were saying have been closed. Yeah. But don't worry, Jake, because our friends at TravelEatBlog.com. Yeah, I know it's your favorite place to go. Mine too. They have came up. With a summer bucket list for 2020, which has 50 ideas of things to do this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Which, first side note, I get what they're saying with their title. It sounds a little like if you follow this list, you're planning on dying at the end of summer 2020. Like, maybe they should just retitle it like... Things to do 2020, you know? Things and to just, things to consider 2020. Yeah, you know? You know, just something like that. Okay, I'll give you one guess, Jake. I'll give you one guess to nail something on the 50 list. Okay? All right. Uh, Hit me. Skydiving. Nope, not on the list, but it should be. Good call. Uh, I wouldn't do it, but maybe you'd like to do it. You know? I don't know. I'm not... I have no need. Uh, I feel no need to jump out of a plane. There's no... Nah. Nah. Not interested. Okay. Got another one? Uh, Let's go with uh, surfing. Surfing. Uh, Sort of. Yeah. Sort of on there. Paddle boarding's Uh, on there. So, I mean, you know, that. I'll give you that. Okay, so I want to go down a couple of these. Um, you know, I want I want to I want to get a couple of these off the list, point them out to the listeners here. So the first one I want to pick out on the list, Jake, number eleven, which would be fly a kite on a beach. 
They added the clause in there on a beach. Yeah. I was... So I guess it can only only count if you're on a beach. If you fly a kite in the in a field in Kansas, you'll be arrested. That's a fact. So don't don't do that. Just on the beach. Which second, I gotta say, this was eleven. This was eleven, Jake. Okay. We can only imagine how bad the next thirty-nine are if eleven. If almost if flying a kite almost cracked your top tees. Yeah. It's not a good it's not a good look for the rest of them. But we'll try it out. So number thirteen, Jake, cook a cheesecake. Hmm. Yeah, like, not, you ever, like, are these, uh, I'm confused, because these, they're saying summer of 2020, right? Isn't that the whole, yeah. okay, like, why is it, I don't understand, because these are things that I can do outside yeah. of summer. Yeah, well, especially, like, cheesecake, that's what I was, I was, I was, like, confused by, because, like, cause there's other food things on this list, but the other food things make sense, like, make lemonade, yeah. that one makes sense, yeah. you know? Um, but cheesecake? Like, what does cheesecake have to do with summer? I mean, it's I don't, it's delicious. Don't get me wrong, but like, I don't. I just don't. You, I don't want to invest the time. And like, go have on, you ha, have you ever made a cheesecake? Nope. I've never made a cheesecake, but I've bought some. You know, some like store brand cheesecake, and I was like, hmm. there you go. Close enough. Close yeah. enough. Yeah. You know. Okay. Well, moving on. Number eighteen. Feed the birds. Wait, what? Again. That's literally all it is. Like, Feed the birds. <laughs> they, uh, I mean, I got to say with this one, Travel Eat blog, when did this turn into the list of things to do at the retirement village? Like, come on. So true. Feed birds. Come on, that's when you ran out of all other options of things to do. I feel like, like, I feel like this was a blog from like a second grade teacher and she just gave the assignment to her like second grade students and was like, she just used some of them. Yeah, ah, this looks good. Feed the birds. Okay, that works. Yeah, sounds good. Twenty-two. I know. Now this one I can get behind, Jake, and I know a place we can do it. Go pick strawberries. Okay, that's right. Ponchatoula, we're coming for you. We're getting our pick on. It's happening. Except that's not actually happening in summer. That's going to happen in April oh. next year. Oh. But still, yeah. regardless, it's happening. Okay, 23. I can really get behind 23. I mean, it, again, it's another one you can do any month. But it does it does say summer to me uh, with this one, which is watch a sunset. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I haven't, no, I haven't watched nothing, the sunset in forever, man. Nothing says summer like like a really hot sunny day. Maybe you've been out on the beach or at the lake all day, just been roasty toasty, you what? know. And then you come back outside around like eight ish, and you watch the sun go down. Maybe drinking a nice cool lemonade. That's summer right there. That's yeah. that's summer. Snacking Put on your some strawberries. Hats on. Yeah, yeah. Now that goes along with number 30, Jake, which is eat all the watermelon and all the other fruit you can find. That's okay. 30. Okay. Which uh, I, I don't want to start any controversy against summer, but I'm, I'm not a huge fan of watermelon. Nope. Like, I have no problem eating it. But, like, I, I, I never really think to myself, like, oh, my God, if I just had some watermelon right now, you know? Nope. Like, it's all right. Yeah. But I will say, I will say about summer fruit, I'm all about peaches. That's right. Oh, you, man. You give, 
You give me a ripe Freestone, South Carolina, or Georgia Pete's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now you got me excited. Now you got me excited. Are you a uh, you a skin eater on peaches? Oh, I love skin. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm talking about, Jake. That's why you're the co-host. That's why you're the co-host. So true. Uh, 32. I think it's a little weird with the phrasing of this one. And I don't really get it either. But number 32 is grow a plant yourself. Hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Which, I mean, I got to say, what conceited thinks they're doing all the work of growing a plant? Like, you're not doing any. You're facilitating the growth of a plant. Like, you're not giving it the energy to actually grow. It's doing that itself. Like, I've never walked up to one of my houseplants and been like, look at this. I grew this. I'm like, hey, look, here's a houseplant. Like, I'm just saying, you can't grow it. Yeah. You facilitate it. Second of all, like, again, what's summer about growing a plant? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Have, I don't know. Have you ever, have you ever grown a plant though, Ben? I've grown a plant. Okay. Don't kid yourself. Have you ever gr I've grown Wait, one? What? Grown a garden? Like you have a garden where you grow some. I don't no, know. not a full-on garden. Okay. No, no. I've grown a couple of uh, uh, of um, uh, you know fruit plants. I've facilitated their growth, if you will. Okay. You know, a lemon tree. I had a lemon tree in Colombia for a little bit, and then uh, it was out on my porch, and uh, it froze. And it killed my lemon tree. So that was the end of that. But I did get a couple lemons from it. I did get a couple lemons. So there you go. There you go. 36, Jake. This one's probably important to you. Uh, find a swimsuit that you actually love. Have you done that? Uh, Have you? That's literally it they put on the list. They didn't, like, just. That, that's it. Just find a swimsuit. You got no, that you love, Jake. You can't just be just any old swimsuit. Okay, one that you are infatuated with, maybe even a long-term relationship with. Wow. You know, that kind of forever swimsuit. Have you found one of those? Uh, I mean, maybe. I can't say I have. Usually I just get like, you know, super cheap because like I'm not trying to look fancy when I go to the beach or I'm not trying to like, no, you know, like that's just not it, trying to get a mankini. Huh? I'm just, huh? No, I haven't thought about okay. it. Okay. Oh. All right. Have okay, you, I guess not. You found one you love? No, of course. I've okay. got a, a lot of them that I love. All kinds. Word. Yeah, so just make sure you get a swimsuit that you love, Jake. It's a big part of summer. If you don't if you don't do it, you're not gonna you're never gonna find happiness in summer. Okay. I just want you to know. All right, fair enough. Now, fifty on the list, very important. 50, probably the most important, which is this is where you can really see the the portion shining through that you were talking about earlier of the second grade teacher giving this assignment out. So true. 50 is make your own bucket list. What? I feel like wow. they, they just gave up. Like I, Yeah. I feel like once they got to like around 40, they just started running out of ideas and they were just like, <laughs> whatever. That's a fact. But you know, you, you know, I mean, it is a good idea. Make your own list, and you know what's at the top of my list, Jake? Hmm. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say releasing this show. Yes, 
Okay. Yes. There we go. Well, actually, it's second. The first is ride in a hot air balloon. Wait, uh, second what? is listen to the Doc G show at least twice a week. Are you ready to fire this show up? Let's fire this thing up, Ben. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Oh, man. Man, what a show. What a show today. We've got the lead singer, guitarist of Them Evils, Mr. Jordan Griffin, coming on the show. Can't wait to talk to him. It's going to be a good time. Uh, now, before the show, Jake, I'll let you listen to the acoustic version where you're going to crash. Pretty solid, am I right? Dude, I was jazzed, let me tell you. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you had it spot on. I mean, it gave me it gave me a 90s MTV unplugged vibe, too. Yeah. I yep. enjoyed it, man. That's right. I enjoyed it a lot. I, uh, I, I... <sighs> I, I, every time I hear a song like that, I get excited and want the the band to release like a full acoustic album. So true. Like I basically want them to turn into Days of the New for mm-hmm. like an album. Yes. You know, that was the same thing with Blacktop Mojo. They when they came on the show, I saw a couple of performances of them doing live versions of their their songs, and I was like, man. Just need to do a whole album of that. That's right. But like, I don't, I don't, I don't. You know, just like with these guys, I think they're just too hardcore rockers to do a whole album. Yeah. They're like, we rock too hard. We can't do that. Anyways, we'll get, we'll get to it. We'll get to it here in a little bit, Jake. Don't worry about it. First, we got to start where we start. Birthday suit. Oh yeah, let's do it. Okay. Happy birthday, Mr. President. I'm ready. Now, now, yeah, exactly. You got to be ready because you're right now batting zero. Oh. So we gotta, we gotta get you up on the marks. And and because of that, I I played a little bit more conservative. I feel like with my estimations here for the chances of you getting these. Wait, what? Um, you the didn't first have, one is actually didn't have to announce that. No, <laughs> no, no. Don't worry. Now, <laughs> now you're gonna overcome it, and it's gonna, it's gonna be a success story. Okay. You. Word. You know? Uh, okay. So the first one, I got 85%. So still pretty high. And mm. I think this is the highest of all of them this week. But it's a, it's a notable person. Very notable. Uh, born on June 28, 1971 in Pretoria, South Africa. His mother is Canadian and his father is from South Africa. He was always very inquisitive as a child. And he started college at the University of Pretoria in South Africa, but then he transferred to Queen's, uh, Queen's University in Canada when he was only 17. Then after two more years, he transferred to the University of Pennsylvania and received his bachelor's in economics and bachelor's in physics. He moved to California planning on getting a PhD in applied uh, physics at Stanford, but instead... He started a software company that he ended up selling to the Compact Computers Company for $340 million. Jeez. Then he started an online bank called X.com, which was bought out as well, making him a substantial fortune. In 2002, he founded SpaceX, an aerospace manufacturer. And a year after that, he started, or in 2004, he started with Tesla Motors and became its CEO and chief architect. Bro. He's currently worth I got it. $42 billion. Name it. Elon Musk. Elon Musk is correct. 
I knew you'd get that one. Had faith. No longer batting zero. You are batting 250, my friend. Mm -hmm. 250. Yes. Elon Musk turning the big 4-9. Almost 50. One more year till 50 for Elon Musk. Wow. $42 billion. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. If you do if you do the quick math on that, that means he could give everybody in the world about $6. Which uh in the world uh, on yeah. Mm. Cuz there's about 7 7 billion people in the world. So, he can give them about $6 each every well, single person. Which if you do the math for Jeff Bezos uh money, he can give every person in the world $24. Mm-hmm. That's every person in the world. That's insane for both of those people. That is way too much money for yeah. two people to have. Yeah. Way too much money. But regardless, he does a pretty good job of playing the mad scientist. Yes. You got to give him up on that. He's uh, he's a pretty kooky fella, that Elon Musk. Yes. What, do, would, you, do what you know, would you do with your six bucks? <laughs> um... Hmm. Oh, Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. Six dollars. I don't know. I don't know what I'd do with six dollars. I know what I'd do. I just had... What'd you do? I'd go to Wendy's and I'd get a a five-dollar bag. One of those five-dollar bags. Nice. Nice. And then you'd still have a dollar left over. Well, tax. But, you know, Mm you'd have some change left over. So that'd be good. That'd be good. But, you know, I thought you were going to say, what would I do with $42 billion? And I was like, well, there's so many things you could do with $42 billion. There's really unlimited things you could do for $42 billion. But, regardless... You could make your own cheesecake. You could, you could make a, a billion cheesecakes, actually. Uh, <laughs> which would be way too much cheesecake for anybody. But still, you could do it if you wanted. That's a fact. 49, Elon Musk. Happy birthday, Elon. Um... You keep doing your crazy mad scientist thing. He Talk about a guy that wants to go to Mars. That dude wants to go to Mars. And I'll let him go to Mars if he wants to. But he really wants to do it. I'm all, I'm all for him going to Mars. I'm not doing it. But he can go to it if you want. Elon, for your 50th, go to Mars. Do it. Get it done, sir. Okay, Jake. It's time. Rip some headlines. Are you ready? Let's rip these headlines. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Nice, Jake. This first story from WHNT Channel 19 in Alabama. Uh, Jake, through our short time on the show together, we've established that you have been to four states. That's a fact. Correct. We've also established that you and I will be going to the Ponchatoula Strawberry Festival in April next year. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Well, this next story, I have found a place we need to visit on our way to the Ponchula Festival. Wait, what? We need to visit the Crater of Diamonds State Park in Arkansas. Yeah. Have you have you okay. ever heard of this park? Hmm. Uh no. Okay. I, I thought, okay, okay. Just just hit me. This past week. A 56-year-old woman who was diamond hunting with her daughter and her granddaughter found a 2.23-carat diamond in Crater of Diamond State Park in Arkansas. And you get to keep that, man. She kept that. That's her diamond. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. 
Now, uh, they said now usually about one or two diamonds are found per day in the park. But they're usually really small. You know, they don't get anywhere close to 2.23 carats. Nope. The biggest ever found in this area was a 40-carat diamond Jeez. called Uncle Sam. That was the, the biggest they found in the air. 40 carats, man. Now, I don't know about you, Jake, but I had no idea this park existed. Nope. I could well, I'm glad that we do now. I could have been I could have been diamond hunting my whole life. And I didn't know this. That's right. Like, are you kidding? I would have I would have chose a completely different career path if that was the case. Because I, I don't know if you know this, Jake. I mean, I don't want to brag, but I'm pretty good at finding things. So true. Yeah. I do know that. Yeah, I mean, true story. Back when I was six-ish or so, I think it was about six. My brother's about ten. We went over to our grandparents' house. Old Grandpa Gordon, he told me and my brother, if we found a four-leaf clover, he'd give us five dollars. Right? So we went to work. Two hours later, me and my brother had like 35 four-leaf clovers. Jeez. We came Oof. in, and we were like, hey, Grandpa Gordon, deal's a deal, man. That's right. But he was like, hey, deal's only good for one four-leaf clover. Here's $5 for you. Here's $5 for you. There were two things I learned out of that story, Jake. One, I'm good at finding stuff. Two, grandpas don't like to get hustled. They're not about that life. They're not into that. Nope. Not at all. Uh, okay. So, uh, Jake, mark it down. When we go to Ponchatoula, we're stopping by Arkansas. We're going to take a little trip up. We're stopping in Arkansas. We're going to go diamond hunting. It's only $10 right. for us each. So, you know. Okay. I think it's worth it. I think it's worth That's it. That's a small price to pay for all Di that yeah. diamonds in there. Yeah, all that booty. Word. All that diamond booty. Word. Yeah. Uh, Jake, this next story is from Channel 7 in San Francisco. I uh, I bet you didn't know this, but I know where Batman is. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. He's in San Jose. Mm. He's okay. in San Jose. And you know what the main thing he does in San Jose is? Fight crime. No. He feeds and clothes the homeless. That's right. Even better. That's right. So apparently, Jake, a teen, a 19-year-old guy just graduated out of high school, he has become known as the Batman of San Jose. Since last summer, he has walked around San Jose pulling a wagon full of food and water for the homeless people of San Jose while dressed as Batman. Word. Yeah. Yeah. And during the story, as the cameras were following him, one uh, one homeless guy yelled out, Hello, Batman. Can I have some food, please? Which was pretty awesome. And he just turned around and gave him food. Uh, Batman said, Sometimes a conversation is more than enough to help. Sometimes just because it makes people feel human again. Which... You know, I totally agree with Batman on that one. Yes. Although, you gotta feel like it doesn't make the homeless folks feel too normal when they're talking to Batman. Nope. You yeah. know? Like, like, and for somebody that doesn't know that there is a San Jose Batman, it's gotta make uh, the homeless person seem even crazier when they're talking to somebody else. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, me and Batman were talking about the weather yesterday. He gave me some food. We talked about the weird weather here in San Jose, and the person's like, yeah, Batman, totally. 
Sure. Of course. Right? And then I, I sort of started wondering after he said that, does he talk in the Batman voice the whole time? You know? Does he walk up to the homeless folks and like, here's your food. I'm Batman. <laughs> like, does he do that? Because that would be pretty sweet if he did that. Like, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The uh, the author who wrote this doesn't say, but I'd also like to know how he decided on Batman. Like, which is a really weird thing for them not to address in the story. Yes! But, like, was he just suiting up one day to give sandwiches to homeless people? And he's like, you know what this could use? A splash of Batman. That's what it could use. That's right. Let's dress up like Batman. Like, how did he decide on Batman? Like, yeah. really? I, I feel like, like he was just, he was probably just like walking around someday and then somebody asked him for some food and he was like, sure. Well, and then just like. <laughs> well, it did say, it did say he got inspired to help the homeless because he started working in homeless shelters. So uh, that part okay. was there. But like, I just want to know how the Batman part of it came about. The last thing I'll say about Batman and then I'll stop bragging on him. Uh, can somebody buy him something besides a red wagon to carry the food in? Yeah! Because that is so not Batman. Nope. Like, no. they show they showed a video of it, and he's literally, like, carrying, like, you know, a normal kid's red wagon with food in it. Like, somebody needs to splurge and get him, like, a four-wheeler with, like, a bat heart attached to it, like, decked out in black and gray. So true. Like, then... Now you're now you're Batman saving the homeless. Like that's that fits your motif. I'm just saying. But in all seriousness, Jake, hats off to Batman of San Jose. You're doing a good thing, Batman. Yes. Keep it up, sir. Keep it up. Yes. And if you want to help him feed and clothe the homeless, he's actually got a Patreon account. So just look up Batman of San Jose or do like I did, go on Venmo. He's at Batman-4- homeless there you go there you go get it done batman get it done uh jake this next story is from the capital gazette jake i don't know if you noticed uh this covid thing it's pretty serious mm, yeah it's, yeah okay especially here in florida you know we've uh been setting some records uh not good records nope yeah uh, number of covid cases uh but that doesn't seem to stop folks from just wanting to get out there and live it up you know uh and in every state in almost every state there's been small protests to open things back up from the get-go really from the start they were like hey let us live it up and in maryland they even founded a group movement if you will the movement was called Reopen Maryland, hmm. which you got to imagine coming up with the title. It probably was the most difficult part of the movement. Probably took them a long time to come up with that title. Man. Yeah, I mean, it's only fitting. It's pretty, it's pretty inventive. <laughs> but anyways, the movement was founded by a fellow named Tim Walters. You're probably going to guess what I'm going to say next. Hmm. Tim got COVID-19. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, he was diagnosed uh, just the other day, uh, just this past week with COVID-19. And uh, let me read you what he quoted. He said, I was diagnosed yesterday at the ER with COVID-19. And here I am, months after not wearing a mask at rallies, churches, and so on. And so it's funny how capricious this thing is. Wait, what? 
That's what he said, Jake. Which what does capricious mean? Uh, capricious means uh, surprising, unpredictable. Ah. Which to Tim, first off, Tim, I wish you a speedy recovery. Yes! Hopefully, you get over this thing. Hopefully, it's a fast recovery. But I wouldn't really call you getting COVID a capricious thing. Nope. If a person plays Russian roulette and gets blanks five times in a row, and then the sixth time gets shot in the face, we don't call the gun capricious. Nope. We call that beating odds ratio for the first five clicks. That's a fact. That's all you were doing. It's not capricious. It's science. So true. That's what it is. What it is. Uh, Tim then ended the interview, though, Jake, by saying, I just want to educate people. Uh, don't live in fear. Chances are everyone's going to get this. Word. That's what he said, Jake. To yeah, which, again, well, I, I got to say something, though, Jake. Uh, there are five million people in New Zealand. You know how many cases they have of, uh, of corona right now? Hmm. I must say a million. Zero. Oh, they have okay. zero. And uh, Finland. Finland has 5.5 million people. You know how many current cases they have? Hmm. Zero. That yeah, close. 500. 500. Okay. Now, Florida has a population of 21 million people. We currently have about 120,000 cases. If you're going to educate people, Tim, how about with math and public health practices? Hmm. That might be a better thing to educate them with uh, other than you're all going to get it. That's a fact. I'm not a really good thing to educate folks with. Just saying. Just just my thoughts, Jake. What about you? Does that make sense? Hmm. Yeah, I feel like his whole philosophy changed once he got it. That's a fact. And he was just like, oh, it's okay. You're all going to get it. But in just... Keep oh, doing yeah. what we're, yeah. Oh you know, yeah, like it's so true. Oh, for sure. You you gotta you gotta justify it somehow. For sure, for sure. Uh, Jake, this next story, real quick here, is also on COVID, and I'll just let you know about this one. Uh, the headline. This is a headline from uh, KXAN NBC in Texas. It says, "Quote: Three hundred teenagers possibly exposed to COVID nineteen at Pong Fest party in Lakeway." Say what? Which. I initially got really excited, but then I found out that this party did not involve in any way the Atari game from the 70s called Pong. Mm. And I was like, well, that's lame. Girl, then I found out I was even less interested when it didn't even involve ping pong either. And I was like, well, this party's gone all I, I don't even want to, I don't want to be, I don't see why anybody would want to be associated with Pong Fest if either of those two things aren't involved. The ridiculous, ridiculous, Jake. Uh, okay, Jake. Last story before we go to break. This one uh, I find pretty enjoyable. Um, this story is from WKBW in uh, Buffalo, New York. Now, Jake, uh, we have three branches of government. Those three would be executive, judiciary, legislative. Uh, yep. I totally this, knew that. Sweet. This occurs at all three uh, levels, local, state, national. Uh, and at the state and federal levels, we have a Supreme Court in the judiciary branch of government. Now, I don't know about you, Jake, but when thinking of Supreme Court uh, justices, I would like somebody that is honest, that is level-headed, 
able to listen to both sides of every argument, you would think that. That's right. Is who you would want for a Supreme Court justice. Uh, I got to say, it seems like that may be up in the air a little bit in New York's Supreme Court. Yes! Uh, mm-hmm. One of their Supreme Court justices, Mark Grisanti, and his wife are currently under a police investigation after apparently punching and biting their neighbors. Wait, what? Oh, really? That's right. I said biting their neighbors, Jake. Biting. Jeez. Biting. Jeez. So apparently... Are you saying... The, are you I'm saying, saying biting? I'm saying biting. Or like with teeth? With teeth. Biting. Word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Apparently the fight started because the Mel's, who are their neighbors, right? The I, I'm guessing I'm saying that right. I'm probably saying it completely wrong. That's a fact. Uh, but I like the Mel's, so I'm going to go with it. The Mel's who live across the street uh, parked their truck in a public spot in front on the side of the street in front of Grisanti's house. Wait, what? So totally legal parking spot. They parked their, their truck in, in front of their house. And the Grisanis come over into the Mel's uh, driveway and say, Move this f- truck. Jeez. Then the Grisanis' wife pushes Mr. Mel and then punches him. Girl, come on. And then apparently the punch wasn't enough because then her next tactic was, I'm going to bri- bite Grisanis' arm. Jeez. And she just... She she just goes in. She just bites bites the arm. Sorry, bites Mel's arm, not Grisani's. Bites Mel's arm and won't let go. Wow. A little bit later, uh, Grisani is shirt shirtless. He's just taking off his shirt in the middle of this fight because yeah. apparently he thought that's how you properly escalate a fight. Um, Mrs. Mel is. <laughs> It is. It is, if you're on the now-debunked show of cops. Um, Mrs. Mel said, quote, They were very, very intoxicated. Uh, Mark was trying to fight with my husband. My husband just kind of held him down just to stop it. Uh, This past Wednesday, Maria Grassani, uh, the lady that was biting Mr. Mel, uh, answered reporters by saying she declined to comment. But then she said the neighbors saw it all and that reporters should talk to them. I don't care what their videos say or shows, honestly. Hmm. Yeah. That That is a, uh, that's a wild one. I, yeah. So many yeah. things about this story. First of all, if you can avoid getting in a drunken shirtless fight with your neighbors over a parking spot, probably be a good idea if you're Supreme Court Justice. So true. Just, for sure. Just something that you definitely don't want on your record as a Supreme Court Justice. Just an idea. But I will say though, Ben, that taking your shirt off is actually a solid tactic when you're going into a fight. Yeah, it's to, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you are prepared in your mixed martial arts and you don't want somebody doing some dirty tricks of grabbing your shirt, uh, yeah. If you're a, a middle-aged Supreme Court justice drunk on somebody's front lawn, yeah, probably not necessary, you know? Mm-hmm. Just saying. 
Just saying. Second, I like how the wife says I don't care what their video says or shows, honestly. Wait, what? Maria, it's a video. It shows what happened. That's literally what a video does. It's yeah. not a magical fake surveillance camera. I don't care what they said during this altercation. There's not too many things that would validate you biting his arm. Nope. Does not really. Oh, uh, you know what he said? Totally validates me just gnawing on his arm like it was a big piece of ham. No. It's crazy. Don't do it. It's not good. It's not good, Jake. It's not good. We got a couple more, couple more stories, but we're going to get to them after the break, Jake. We got to take a break real quick. We are going to hear from our guest of honor, Them Evils. It's an old one from them, but it's a good one. This is She Got Nothing right here on the Doc G Show. She got nothing for me. And we are 
back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Jake, it's now time to tell our listening audience where they can find the podcast, which is many of your available podcast apps. That's right. I would recommend Apple. I get the most diagnostic feedback from Apple and SoundCloud. Those always help me with diagnostic feedbacks like shout-outs. Uh, I would also recommend that you guys give us five stars. If you give us anything less than five stars, just don't do it because it'll ruin my day. So true. I will cry for the rest of the day, and you do not want that to be on your conscience. A crying old man will be on your conscience. That's a fact. And that is not a good thing to have on it. So, give us a five-star rating. Listen to the podcast. Go on the website. You can check out the, the schedule. You can check out videos. You can check out all kinds of things. Sadly, I have not put up Jake's bio yet. Oh. Haven't got to that. We will. Don't worry. It'll come up there. Uh, but aside from that, make sure you rate the show. All right? And now, on a similar note, Jake... We're going to go ahead and go into shout-outs. Are you ready? Let's do these shout-outs. Shout-outs. Okay, good. Good. We got the regulars. I'm very excited. First on the list. I am super excited about this. I was worried. I didn't see him on there for a while. I didn't know what happened. Genoa, Italy. They're back. They are back. They took a couple Shout weeks out. off from us, and I was worried. I didn't know what happened to them. I sent out rescue squads. Nope. I didn't know what was going on. They're back. They're back, Jake. So shout out to Genoa, Italy. Thank you for our international listen. They've been listening for a good, like, two years, every week straight. Got to give it up for Genoa. Wow. Yes. Yes. Uh, then, of course, our hometown, Jacksonville, Florida. Shout out to everybody in the Duval we appreciate Shout the listens. Out. Columbia, South Carolina, Richland County, Shout we appreciate out. the listens. Gainesville, Florida, the Gator Shout Capital, out. we appreciate the listens. Radford, Virginia, Highlanders, we appreciate the listens. Shout One of my out. favorite internationals along with Genoa, Italy, Dublin, Ireland, coming in with Shout a ton out. of listens this uh, week. We appreciate it, Dublin. Thank you. Boardman, Oregon. Shout out to Boardman. Shout out. Shout out to Charlotte, North Carolina, the Queen City. Shout out to Charleston, South Carolina. Shout Side out. note on uh, Charlotte. R Payne's going to be living in, in Charlotte real soon. That's right. Oh, okay. Old, old Prendergrass. Yeah, he's going to Charlotte. That's right. <laughs> um, Barcelona, Spain. Shout out to our other international Shout listeners. Out. Thank you, Barcelona. We appreciate it. Ashburn, Virginia. Shout out to them. Shout also out. in Virginia, Roanoke, Roanoke, the star city, uh, Kenner, out. Louisiana, shout out to them, Madison, shout Tennessee, out. shout out to them, Mountain View, California, our, our West Coast connection, shout, shout out, out to them, London, United Kingdom, giving us the good shout listens, out. thank you, shout out to them, Orlando, Florida, in the center of our state, shout, shout out to out. them, and lastly, Peoria, Illinois, shout out to the land of Lincoln, shout there we out. go, that's our regulars. That's a regular, Jake. Every week, we can count on those people. They're like clockwork. Consistency. That's what they do. Yes. Yes. Okay, some semi-regulars. People trying to aspire to that regular level. First off, Brighton, United Kingdom. Thank Shout you for listening again, Brighton. They've been coming on strong. Hoping to keep them in. Hoping to keep them interested. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Shout out to Fort Lauderdale. Atlanta, Georgia. Hotlanta. Shout out to them. Shout out. Hamburg, Germany. 
back on the semi-regular. Thank shout you, Hamburg. Out. Columbus, Georgia. Shout out to Columbus. Shout Moscow, out. Russia. Back on the list again. Shout Thank out. you, Moscow. Uh, Sydney, Australia. Australia. Yes, yes, indeed. Lil France back on the list again. Shout Houston, out. Texas on the list. And lastly, Waxhaw, North Carolina. I haven't seen Waxhaw on there for a while. Shout Thank out. you, Waxhaw. Okay. Newcomers, Jake. Are you ready for two newcomers? I'm so jazzed to find out who started listening this last week. That's right. Yes. Well, the first one, we're going right back to Australia. Southport. Southport. Yes. Yes. Jake, have you ever heard of the Gold Coast? The Gold Coast? Gold Coast of Australia. Uh, is no. Yeah, it's the, it's the Gold Coast. That's a fact. It's the Gold okay. Coast. Yeah. <laughs> now I it's, have. It's really nice. It's uh, it's on the near the bottom of the Queensland part of New Zealand or uh, of Australia, right there on the uh, on their east coast there. Yeah, it's real nice. Gosh, I've been to four real states. Nice. Hey, man, it's called know. geography. Get into it, all right? Yes! Just get into it, you know? Uh, have you ever seen the movie Endless Summer? Yeah, I actually have, yeah. Now it's a weird movie, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, I, have a I, mean, poster, I have a poster in my bedroom of Endless Summer. That's nice. That's good. Because it's got really good... I mean, that, that's the whole thing about it. It's got really good imagery, but it's a weird movie and pretty boring, you know? Like, I mean, it's got really cool imagery of, of surfing, but that narration and everything, odd. Yeah. Odd. But I'm pretty sure they go to the Gold Coast in it. I know they okay. go to Australia. I'm not sure if they go directly to the Gold Coast or not. So there you go. Good surfing in Australia. Got to watch out for uh, crocodiles. That's a fact. Got to watch out for those guys. Um, okay. Thanks for listening, Southport. Our next newcomer, Amarillo, Texas. Shout out. Yes. Yes. Now, I would say Amarillo uh, is on the list, thanks to Moon Fever being on the show. That's where they are stationed right now is Amarillo. So thank you, Moon Fever, for the listens. We appreciate it. Uh, here's how big Texas is, Jake. Amarillo is the 14th biggest city in Texas. And it has 310,000 people in it. And it's okay. the 14th biggest state. Or, or 14th biggest city. And it's got 310,000 people. That's insane, man. It's insane. It's crazy. They were once called the helium capital of the world. Word. How do you feel about that? Hmm. Um, why? Because they, they manufactured a lot of helium. Mm-hmm. That's okay. what they did. So they, 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 there you go. That's a little fun fact you can put in your hat when you go out to a bar and you tell a lady that, woo, woo, they're going to be high on some Jake after that. My goodness. You will be the, the most popular man at that party. I can tell you that. Nope. Helium. Amarillo, Texas. Write it down. Write it down. That's a fact. Uh, okay. Thanks to everybody listening. We appreciate all the listens. Jake, it's time to get a couple leftover headlines. You ready? Let's rip these headlines. Good. Good. I like the enthusiasm. We got yes! two uh, stories left, Jake. The first one is from uh, WCVB. Channel 5 in Iowa. Jake, I, I've heard of this several times, but I don't know that I've ever actually like seen a story while doing the show about this. Um, 
Gina Dobriant uh, in Iowa gave birth to a healthy baby uh, named Calvin William uh, last week after not knowing she was pregnant during the entire pregnancy. Word. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. What? Okay. okay. I don't get how that happens, Jake. She said, quote, I've had back problems in the past, so just thought I was having a lot of back problems. Just thought it was unusual, me not knowing that I was pregnant. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's very unusual. Like, seriously, though, how do you not know? Like, did this baby not kick once while in the womb? You know? Because unless you're, like, eating live bullfrogs all the time, you would notice something jumping around down there, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's hard not to notice. Yeah, I mean, it's, and what's funny to me is, like, she's that's the only symptom is, like, yeah, my back yeah. is... I mean, I mean, not to get too graphic for radio, but isn't something supposed to happen monthly that yeah, wasn't yeah, happening for nine months? I mean, like, I wasn't going to bring that up, but I'm glad you did. You know, make you say, hmm, miss something. Miss something this month. Weird. And the next <laughs> month. And the month after that. And the month Whoa, after that. It's been nine months. Like I haven't had one of those in a while. So true. You know, I'm just saying it's weird. And then at the end of the story, though, I really like because the the you know they had a whole video with the mother and the father, and the father jumped in at the end of the story and he added. He said uh, he had planned to open his uh, a new web business, but coronavirus put a halt to that. Uh, and then this this birth, this was a sign, a, a miracle. Let's be a family. Teach him some good values, make him do some things, you know. Hmm. That was his quote. Which, two things. One, I I, I mean, I, I'm not questioning it, but how does the coronavirus stop a web business? Shouldn't that facilitate a web business? Yeah, shouldn't that, totally. Shouldn't that help? And then the second thing, I do like how he really kept a, a bar low for the goals of this kid. Like, he didn't want to make any outlandish goals. He was just like, yeah, hey, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll teach him a couple of things and, you know, maybe make him do something. I don't know. We'll see what happens. That's right. Like, yeah, like, you know, it wasn't anything outrageous. Hey, just, you know, maybe some values. Maybe teach him a thing or two. We'll see what happens. Who knows? We didn't even know this thing was coming. Let's give it a shot. Like, oh, man. Good luck to you folks and your baby in Iowa. Let's see how that turns out. Um, okay, last story, Jake. This story comes from Vice.com. Uh, Jake, have you ever thought about getting an exotic pet? Um, actually, yeah. I mean, I thought about getting like a lizard or like a nice a monkey. I, I actually really want. Uh -huh. a, I want a monkey. I really do. I think I'd be yeah. cool. Hmm. I was thinking wombat. You know, okay. maybe a wombat. Yeah. I don't know. Just thinking of that for some reason. Um, just for the record, I don't know if anybody has a wombat for a pet, but nope. just something I was thinking about. Anyways, um, apparently somebody has been stealing crocodiles from Darwin Reptile Park in Australia to sell as pets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least that's what the owner of the park thinks. So the park 
had them as a part of a research project aimed at investigating the impacts of habitat on crocodile growth. Hmm. And the owner of the park, Graham Webb, he said each uh, animal is worth several hundred dollars. Uh, and he's 100% sure they were stolen. He, uh, he told Vice that it, it's happened to him before at one stage. They knew young kids were putting them in their backpacks. Word. He then said, what I'd like to know is who's doing it and what they're going to do with 59 crocodiles. Lastly, he said, someone's buying them. Someone's either shipping them out or using them here or converting them into something here. Uh, I got to say, Jake, so many tidbits. Yeah. So many tidbits about this story. First of all, who thinks a saltwater crocodile will make a good pet? Hmm. Who is that person? That literally thinks a 21-foot-long, 2,000-pound creature is going to be a good idea for a pet. Like, yeah. first of all, you're going to need like at least like 40 pounds of meat a day just to keep that thing alive. Second, it will definitely eat you. Yes! So, based off of those two things, not a good pet. Not a good pet. Mm -mm. Second, who are these kids before that just walked up into this conservation center and stuffed crocodiles into their book bag. Who are those guys? Like, that wouldn't have been me on a field trip. I can tell you that much. Nope. There's no way I would have been like, you know what? I like one of these little guys. Just put him right in my book bag. This will turn out well. I mean, I did a lot of stupid things, Jake, but I don't know if I'd do that. Dude, mm -hmm. add that to your list. 51 things to do this summer. There you go. Steal a crocodile and make it a pet. Boom. 51. 51. Third, I like how I like how Graham in it, he said uh, he would like to know who's doing it and what they're doing with the crocs. Hmm. Yeah, Graham. That's what most people want to know when they get something stolen. Like, what else do you want to know besides that? You know what I'd like to know is what these people ate for breakfast the day that they stole these crocs. That's really all I'd like to know. Mm. Was it a protein-laden breakfast or a lot, of, a lot of carbs? Like, yeah, obviously, Graham, that's what people want to know when they get something stolen. Who stole it and why'd they steal it? That's usually the two sort of main functions, just saying. Lastly... I like how Graham said someone's uh, buying them, someone's shipping them out, or using them here, or converting them into something. What? Mm, what is, yeah, what does that mean? What's up with the last theory? Like, do we have wizards that stole these crocodiles? <laughs> like, I'm afraid somebody stole these crocodiles and converted them into a Ferrari. It's the worst <laughs> fate of a crocodile. We all know that could happen. Like, no! Come on, Graham! I mean, you, you could. I, I guess he didn't want to be vulgar and say that somebody took them and killed them and, and then turned them into products. Like, he just went with converted them instead. Like, he, this is the magic wand. Boop! There we go. Now we got a nice pair of shoes instead of a crocodile here. There we go. Lovely. Anyways, good luck, Graham. I hope you find your crocodiles. Hope you, hope you get those. Okay, Jake, are you ready? I'm ready, man. I bet. Yeah. Second birthday suit. Oh, yeah. Now, 
I'll give you the choice. Would you rather have the football birthday suit now or the basketball birthday suit now? Uh, give me the football one. Okay. Now, football one, I gave you a 65 percenter because it's not a current football player. Okay. Well-known football player, okay. just not current. Okay. Okay. Born June 28, 1960 in Port Angeles, Washington. Our birthday suit wearer's father was a football coach. Moved around the state of Washington for dif- different coaching jobs. Our birthday suit wearer followed uh, in his father's footsteps, uh, growing up and playing the game. In high school, his family moved to Southern California for a new coaching job, and our birthday suit wearer played at Grenada Hills yes! and was named an All-American his senior year. In 1979, he chose to go to Stanford, where he played both baseball and football. He excelled at both, and he was drafted by the New York Yankees 52 overall, but ultimately decided to go to football. And in 1983, he was selected first overall by the Baltimore Colts, but our birthday suit wearer refused to play for the Colts, said they had to trade him or he wouldn't play football and he'd go back and play baseball. So, they traded him to the Denver Broncos. He ended up playing 15 years with the Denver Broncos, being a nine-time Pro Bowler, the MVP in 1987, the Man of the Year in 1992, and a two-time Super Bowl champion. He is now the... John Elway. John Elway is correct. Yes. Yes. John Elway turning the big 60. Turning 6-0, man. Jeez. One of the yeah, best I to do it. I One didn't realize best. that the Baltimore, like, he got drafted by them and was like, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the first times that that happened. And it was like, uh, you know, it was a real, real sort of, uh, 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 I, I, what would you call it? Uh, pro player stance, you know, giving players yeah. a little power of like, hey, I'm not doing that. Good luck to you. I'm not coming to your team. I don't like your team. I don't like your coach. Good luck with that, you know? And then Herschel Walker did. He did something a little bit on that line, but he decided to go to the USFL instead of the NFL, which turned out to be a bad decision because it did not do so well as a league. Uh, But, yeah, John Elway, man, one of the best. One of the best all times. He's done, a, he's done a pretty good job, too, as a general manager, you know? Oh, the Denver absolutely, yeah. Done a pretty good job. He's got some big old hands, man. Word. Whenever they show, like, you know, him shaking somebody's hands, look like those like those big old mitts, like, made out of, like, you know, like the old baseball mitts. So just true. Big, that's what his hand looks like. Just this giant old, yeah. big old finger man. What? It's crazy, man. John Elway. John Elway, turning the big 6-0. Happy birthday, John. Okay. All right, Jake. We are going to take one more break before we get our guest out here, which will be Jordan Griffin from Them Evils. Hold on. We'll be right back on the Doc G Show. The Doc G Show. Because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today we are very lucky to have once again on the show lead singer and guitarist for the kicking band, Them Evils, Mr. Jordan Griffin. Jordan, how are you doing, man? Doing excellent. Just hanging out in Southern California, drinking some coffee and uh, soaking up the sun. I like it, man. I like it. Now, uh, since you've been last on the show, uh, how, how have you been besides pandemics and the world falling apart and everything else you know how's everything been going you know everything has actually been really really good um i took this whole pandemic thing as you know as a really positive situation i got to play a lot of guitar i got to listen to a lot of music um i got to do a lot of business things for the band um we figured a lot of stuff out as far as releasing singles and songs and nice what we're doing in the future so um you know i just Try to stay positive and just do my thing and keep on trucking. There we go. I like it. I like it. Well, th- there have been a lot of things that have happened for you, even though you couldn't do much uh, performing in the last three months or so. Now, last time we talked, that was in September, and you guys were actually getting ready to play the uh, Exit 111 Festival there out in the middle of uh, nowhere, Tennessee. Uh, but it's a huge yep. festival. All kinds of huge bands there. How did that festival end up for you? That festival was awesome. Um, we saw the Cadillac Three. We saw a whole bunch of really killer bands. Um, yeah. Uh, Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown. Nice. Uh, it was just it was just a really great festival. We haven't played one in a while, and it was kind of a one off. Mm-hmm. And we loved Nashville anyway. We just loved being in Tennessee, and just ended up being a really great festival. Very nice. Very nice. Now, things outside of music. One of the huge things, you actually got engaged fairly recently. Say what? I did, yeah. I actually went to Paris and Amsterdam yeah. and Belgium. I, I, and, uh, yeah. I, I saw and the uh, the bed the bugs. Did that happen in Amsterdam? The bed bug incident? That, that also happened in Amsterdam, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That that didn't seem like a good part of the trip. That seemed like a downer of the trip. Yes, that was our first day in uh, in Amsterdam. We got to our Airbnb and it was extremely late. Um, and we actually took some like over the counter magic mushrooms there. Yeah, and we were we, you know we were still feeling pretty good. And then we got home, and then that happened. And then at like one thirty in the morning, we had to go find a hotel room. <laughs> And we were just walking the streets of Amsterdam, just kind of tripping balls and drunk, <laughs> looking for a hotel. And it was just, a, it was just a cluster. It was, it was, it was hilarious looking back at it now. There you go. That's a, it's a good way to remember uh, the engagement. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> you also had a, you had a birthday about a month ago. Uh, how, how, how'd your birthday end up, man? You know, that was a really good birthday because we were in quarantine and. You know, we we came home from Utah because Taylor and I, and my fiance, we were up there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, following the rules, being a good citizen, being good citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, we we got stir crazy a little bit, so we came home and we threw a block party. <laughs> and a lot of people here were like, um, you know, they were following the rules as well and hadn't been out, so we kind of took it as like a celebration and said, you know, screw these rules, let's you know, kind of just hang out and party. So we had a, this block party and about 50 to 60 people just showed up and we were all just drinking in my driveway and everyone, all my neighbors came out, all my friends from the bar 
and uh, we were just playing cornhole, ladder ball, and just barbecuing. Man, felt like felt like normal yeah. time. Yeah, it was a great 29th birthday. Nice, man. Complain. Last last one of the twenties, man. Oh, you had to, I know, right? Had to I did it right though. I was about to say, had to soak it in. So you guys, you had some great shows lined up for 2020. You actually had a tour going with Pretty Reckless uh, again, and then COVID-19 came on, squashed those. Now, have you guys talked about redoing that tour? Is the Pretty Reckless looking into rescheduling it? You know, it was rescheduled for September. I think that's a little too premature. Yeah. Um, so it's looking like 2021. Okay. Um, that's the word on the street. All That's right. the rumor. But, you know, I'd rather just be safe and wait till 2021 so we could play full rooms and, For you sure. know, have as many people be at the shows and not so worried about this pandemic. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now, during the quarantine, I know you guys, you did the uh, the flight music group session. Uh, and you also uh, had the, the live acoustic recording of Where You're Gonna Crash. We're going to talk about both of those here in just a second. But did you guys do any uh, like uh, live streaming? I know a lot of our bands on the show have done, you know, different acoustic sets and things. Did you guys do any of that or like catching up with fans live stream, anything like that? You know, we didn't do a lot of live stream sets, just the in-flight one. Um, But we did like these happy hour things on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And we were just posting videos in our fan page on Facebook. Um, You know, we were trying to stay in contact with the fans as, fans as much as possible just to kind of stay relevant and see what they were doing and you know everyone was just kind of at home doing nothing and they were on their computer so we had to take advantage of that and you know not that let them lose attention for sure and just reach out and you know see if everyone was doing okay and hang out for sure well you you post on on your instagram a lot of guitar work you know i've seen i've seen like you said you got to play the guitar a lot more during this time and you posted a lot of just you playing either your own songs or or doing covers i saw a pantera cover there do you do you like to do those sort of just one take let's see what i can do here or is it a little more premeditated um you know i like to a lot of those songs i I always wanted to learn. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I spend like a few hours learning the song and then when I'm comfortable enough, I'll like videotape it, mm, nice. make sure I get a good take and then, and then share it. And then, nice. you know, I did my good guitar deed for the day. <laughs> I put my practice in. So I saw, I saw actually in one of those, you had a, you had a Quaker city Nighthawk shirt on, which we, uh, we just had those guys on the uh, on the show. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. What's that album? Is, is it El Astronauta? Yeah. Yeah, that got- is a killer album. That song "Medicine Man" on there. Yeah, dude, I've I've listened to that album on repeat, just working out and just been like, "Why isn't this album any bigger?" Yeah, <laughs> it's got such a to me. It's got and and I mean, obviously with the the animations they've got with the videos there, it's got such a heavy metal '80s feel as far as the actual movie heavy metal because it's just got that sort that- of you know space feel yes that heavy metal movie is definitely one of my favorite movies it's so creepy i used to watch it as a kid and get a basically nightmare yeah and it's... then i've always wanted to rewatch it so i finally ordered it on amazon and it came last month and i watched <laughs> it like three times and you were like it's still as weird as it was when i was a kid this thing is it weird. really is i was like what the is going on with this animation like these guys were like tripping on lsd and mushrooms the whole time yeah 
it's insane it's crazy but like they added to that like that's what i feel like on el astronauta it had that same vibe but it didn't seem contrived it didn't seem repetitive it seemed new and it's uh yeah they're definitely definitely an awesome band uh yeah they're great let, let's talk about the the flight music group session. When did you guys actually record that? We so we recorded that about a week, a week and a half before it actually aired. Mm-hmm. Um, all the bands were supposed to air on the same day, so it was supposed to be like a giant, like one day concert. Yeah, but I think I think they thought um, you know they'd get more streams and more views if they separated it mm-hmm. um, day by day. Yeah. Um, nice. But you know, it was just one of those things where we got asked to do it, and we didn't have any shows lined up because we were working in the studio and in the office and figuring out what we were going to do with mixes. Yeah. Um, and we only lived. I think we rehearsed twice for it, <laughs> and it was kind of a botched set. But you know, we got the point across, and people liked it. Yeah. It definitely wasn't. Our, it definitely wasn't our best, but you know, we still did what we could do. I got. I got to be honest. I wasn't ready for the almost fully shaven Jordan there. Nope. I, I like. I, I know. I turned the video on and I was like, "What? You get a new singer? Who? Oh no, that's him. Okay. Whoops. Whoops. Like I just wasn't ready for the no beard man. Caught me. Caught me by surprise. Yeah. You know, I was. I, I think I remember this. I was shaving and I picked the wrong size on my buzzer. Oh man. Came came out really really short so i was like well i already started so yeah i I gotta go all the way i've done that before and then you're just like ah there's no there's no saving this there's no i can't do anything else just gotta go and gotta do it it took all quarantine to shave or bring my beard back (laughs) it's finally here so you you broke out a new song there on the uh on the set coattails um has Coattails been recorded and mastered, or is that still, you know, is that still a work in progress song? That song is being mixed right now, and we're just going through the mixes, picking the final product. Nice. Um, it should be finished within this week. Sweet. Um, and then we're going to send it through Master, and then we're going to probably, hopefully, release that as our next single. Awesome. Awesome. Now... The single you guys just put out was Where Are You Gonna Crash, which is the the newest single there, and it was produced by uh, Jim Kaufman. Uh, now, obviously, yeah. Jim had a lot to live up to uh, since Rolling Stone and Living Free was produced by Cato. H- how'd he do? How did you like working with Jim? Jim's an awesome dude to work with. Um, he's got great gear. He's got a great studio, great vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he cares a lot about the song, the structure. Yeah. Um, and he cares about the production and what the sounds behind, you know, the music. It's a, it's not just, oh, let's record this, you know. A lot of producers kind of just, oh, let's record this and then we'll reamp it. Yeah. And Jim's like, no, let's get the tone now. Let's find the guitar. Let's get the vibe. Let's get the BPM. Let's get it done the first time so we don't have to re-record everything or come back and be like, oh, I hate that. <laughs> you, we should use a different app or a different pedal or a different guitar. Um, everything's just very hands-on with Jim and you know he cares about the song and he's very passionate about our band so um, I really love working with him nice nice now right before you released that you guys did a, a live acoustic of uh, of where you're gonna crash and you had Kevin Thrasher there from Escape the Fate uh, now I, I heard you started collabing 
with Kevin a little bit. How did that start? Um, so when we were signed to Better Noise Records, he's his band and his production is on that. Mm-hmm. So they told us to go work with him. Um, we, you know, we worked with him a few for a few writing sessions. We came up with a few songs, um, and we came up with two or three really good ones. Yeah. And where you're gonna crash tonight was just like the best one. So we decided to use that as a single. Um, and, but we wrote that with Aaron Edwards as well. Nice. And he did like Blackfield Brides and a whole bunch of other stuff in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now you guys, you know, uh, did you, Jake and Dave, just like, hey, let's let's steal Kevin. Wait, what? Let's, let's put him in, in them evils. Did you think about that? Or is it just, a, is it just a, a passing work together every now and then? You know, he'd be a great addition to the band. Um, he's just really busy. Yeah. He does a lot of things in L.A. production-wise. You know, he has his own band. Yeah. Um, you know, it'd be cool if we could do it. <laughs> but I'm sure his schedule's just, you know, booked out. For sure, for sure. Now, I I, I know you'll be a fan of this uh, because I saw a recent post on this band that you had on Instagram. But in the acoustic session, the harmonies that you and Dave had really reminded me of Lane Staley and Jerry Cantrell. Yes! Like on those chorus wow. parts, you had this very similar sort of tone on those harmonies, and I loved it. It was awesome. Well, I like that. I appreciate that. Um, Allison Chains is my all-time favorite band, and Lane's my all-time favorite singer, so yeah, it's a great compliment. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was awesome, man. I really just like that that... That made the song for me. Like, I mean, it's got such a good riff. It's got such a good drive. But then when I heard the acoustic and that that combination of the two voices there, oh, man, it was good. It was good. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Well, it's been a pretty solid response so far. Uh, on Spotify, you got over 60,000 listens ready. And, and speaking of Spotify, I, I took a look, and I always love doing this. Uh, I took a look at the city's where you get the most listens. And have you done that? Um, I haven't done it yet, no, but I should. <laughs> Do you, so I'm guessing you don't know the city where you have the most listens. No, where is it? It's Paris, France. Say what? No way. Yeah. Yeah. You have the most listens in Paris, France on Spotify. That's insane. I know. I, I, was, I was wondering if you had any idea of why you guys have such a great uh, response in, in Paris. You know, I have no idea. Um, I will say I went out to Paris and I met a guy there and his name was Camille Blackwood and he was a fan of our band. Mm. And he he hollered at me on Instagram and I met him at a Zach Sabbath show as well. Mm -hmm. So we just met up a few times and got beers and got drunk. We actually went to Mikey D's, uh, the drummer from Motorhead, his bar out there. Mm. And we played like heavy metal bingo. So maybe he's been spreading the word. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea, but I'm sure he has something to do with it. He's really it influential. Be. He's he's moving them evils all over the country, man. He is, I guess so. And then uh, <laughs> it could have been the shirt I was wearing or the stickers I left everywhere. There you go. I don't know. There you go. The the stickers have power in in Paris for sure. Uh, yeah. Where where are you gonna crash tonight? Is out. How many other songs do you have, you guys have recorded right now? And what sort of, you, you were talking about it as far as, you know, planning things out. What's sort of the plan right now to uh, to release? 
Um, the plan is to just figure these mixes out, get those out, and release maybe something every month, month and a half, possibly two months, um, just to keep people's short attention span with music, you know, satisfied. For sure. Um, releasing albums really doesn't work these days, I don't think, for a band like us. Yeah. Um, we need to keep people's, you know, attention going. Um, and I think if we released everything at once, they would only listen to it for a few months mm -hmm. as opposed to releasing something every few months, you know, we'd be, we'd stay relevant with a song or a video yeah. or an acoustic song or a live version of the initial song, you know? Yeah. So we're just going to kind of play things by ear and do things differently with this round of songs. Um, and I think it's going to work out. Now, now, if it were up to you, are you a fan of of album listening, or do you just prefer to to pick and choose from your bands or like your favorite bands? Do you like to just get an album and go through the whole thing? Oh no, I'm an album guy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so there's a whole vibe. There's a listening experience. I don't know if you're if you're a true music fan and a musician. I think you do listen to albums. Um, I mean, I've never just really listen to a song yeah from a band you know i've never put a cd on and just listen to one song and then change the cd you know yeah and that's the you know that's the beautiful thing about spotify and apple music but i'm i just i just do the album yeah yeah well and i mean you know you can definitely see the the change and today you need like you said you need to have those singles you need because if, if you put out an album you always run the risk and this happens most of the time people miss a lot of what's going on on that album because they they listen to the singles they get bored they move on and so then you have these great diamonds in the rough that are sitting there that nobody listened to just because they weren't the singles so it makes exactly. sense it makes sense um yeah that's the exact reasoning behind it so seeing as how you haven't been able to tour and your newest song where are you gonna crash tonight is about sort of tour life you know I, I thought I would ask you some lightning round, semi-lightning round, not super fast. We don't need to go that fast on them. But nope. I thought I'd ask you some questions about Them Evils touring. What do you think? Totally. All right. I'm with it. I'm with it. Okay. Now, now some of these you're going to want to be a little biased on, but try to be a straight shooter. All right? Try to give the honest answer for everybody in the band, because I know some of these you're going to want to maybe lean towards yourself. But you gotta be okay. Gotta be honest. Okay, so all right. Touring. What's the fan favorite? What song do Them Evils fans want to hear the most? Hmm. I would say "Practice What You Preach" or "Got Me Rocking." Nice, nice. Two drivers. I definitely practice what you preach. That'd be what I'd be cheering for right there. Either that or "Where Are You Gonna Crash?" Because that it's it's won me over in the short time it's been out. It's a pretty awesome song. Yeah. Um, there you go. What song do you say you you cover the most when you're touring of somebody else's? Ace of Spades by Motorhead. Nice. Nice. Fun fact, that's the song that me and my brother have for my mom. That's her theme song. She's the Ace of Spades. <laughs> it's a yeah. long story, but that's her. Um, which band member takes the least amount of showers on tour? Hmm. David. Oh, nice. Grungy grungy drummer. I like it. He's in the yeah. back. Nobody notices. Yep. It's fine. Uh, which band member brings the most clothes? Outfit changes. That would be me. 
Nice. Nice. Now, do you do you change in uh, if you if you have a long set? Do you ever change in the middle? Wait, what? No, I don't do that. I wear the same thing. Nice. I just take clothes off. Nice. <laughs> Which band member has the most pre-show rituals? Me. Yeah, a lot of warming up. Yeah. vocals, guitar. A lot of warming up. A lot of you know, drinking some tea with some honey, prepping the throat. Yeah, getting my mind ready. Nice. You know? thinking about what I'm going to say, getting my uh, scales in and, you know, practicing guitar and just getting the whole vibe ready. Who's the least, David or or, or Jake? With warm-ups? Yeah. I think probably Jake. <laughs> which stage out, or which state outside of California and Nevada has shown them evils the most support, would you say? Probably Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Man. Boomer yeah. Sooners getting after it. I like it. Uh, on stage, if Jake was an animal, what animal would he be? Hmm. A cheetah. Ooh, fast. He always does wear yeah. the print. That's true. He, he, he likes the, he likes the animal prints. He likes them a lot. Yes. <laughs> Who's, uh, or what's the coolest venue you've played at so far? Um, the Eagles Ballroom, I think, in Milwaukee. Mm. It's where uh, it's right across the street from where uh, Jeffrey Dahmer killed his first victim in a hotel and chopped his body up and put it in a suitcase. Wait, what? Well, that's pretty creepy. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, and there's like a haunted, there's a haunted pool in there. Oh. Um, and last time we were there, the guy took us in the basement and like the boiler room. Uh. And uh, like underneath the pool, uh. where you could like peep and see everyone in their swimming trunks, and yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Man. And Nirvana, uh, Kurt, Kurt Cobain's signature was actually on the wall. Oh, that's yeah, that's weird. He was down there yeah. checking out all the back, back behind scenes stuff too. All right, cool. Yep, yeah. cool. All right, what's the uh, what's the craziest band? That them evils has has ever toured with, and were they as crazy as them evils? Hmm. Probably the wild, the wild mm. from uh, Canada. Yeah, and they're just as crazy. They uh, they could party just as hard as us. Man, I'm gonna There's have a lot of long nights on that tour. I'm gonna have to get the wild on the show. They sound yeah, they're great. They sound like a good time. Uh, what show can you remember being the most nervous for? Uh, Rock on the Range, Columbus, Ohio. We opened up a studio or uh, a stadium. Whoa! And yeah, I was shaking in my boots. How many? How many people were there? Um, well, we opened it. Uh, we were the first band to play, and it was probably around you know noon. Mm-hmm. So there, I mean, there was a few thousand people there. It wasn't a full stadium, that's yeah. for sure. But it was definitely some one of the biggest crowds we played in front of. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, what's the dream venue? That you would want to headline someday. Madison Square Garden, sold out. Madison Square Garden, yes. Nice. Uh, which band member has the most girls looking for him after the show? Probably David because his hair. Ah, oh, man. He's got, he's got the wild mane. He's got the wild mane. He does. Uh, which band member screws up the most on stage? Jake. <laughs> it's probably due to the not warming up. That'd be my guess. And the cheetah-like playing. Cool. You add those two together. Yeah, the cheetah-like playing guy. And he's jumping up. He's jumping around everywhere. Yeah, yeah. That That's a bad combo. So true. Uh, right now, out of any band that's still out there touring 
and doing their thing, who would you want them evils to tour with the most? Guns N' Roses. Nice. Nice. Now, out of any band who's not still around, who would you want them evils to tour with the most? Nirvana. Nice. Man, pol- sort of polar opposites there. Guns N' Roses and Nirvana. They, they weren't two yeah. big friends of each other, but still, two awesome bands for sure. Um, yes, yes. W- okay, last one. What non-music-related product does Them Evils use so much on tour that you think they should sponsor the band? Wet wipes. <laughs> Hey, it's a, it's a tour essential, man. You need them. It's a shower in a box. I like it. Exactly. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. All right, there you have it, folks. Them evils brought to you by Wet Wipes. Any specific brand? <laughs> um, you know, I just always go with Huggies. Huggies, nice. Keep it, keep it yep. soft on the skin. You don't want to have an irritated skin from your wet wipe. Nope. Huggies, do it, there man. You go. Jordan, we are up against a break, man, but I want to thank you for coming on the show once again. Dude, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having me, and uh, it was always good talking to you, dude. Yeah, man. Listeners, you can check out all things Them Evils at themevils.com or on Instagram at themevils. Right now, let's take a listen to where you're going to crash right here on the Doc G Show.
the doc g show you just heard where are you gonna crash them evils nice nice man i like that i like that song i mean so many things it's like we already talked about i feel the allison chains inspiration i will say i didn't feel that until i saw the post that he did have on uh lane staley but like so true at the same time it's there you can tell it's there man you you can hear that same, and then I just like the I like the the chorus in general, man. The free bird flying part, it's just so good, man. Get you it gets you jammed up. It went on my it went on my workout playlist immediately. I'll tell you that much. That happened. That's a fact. That happened, Jake. Yes. It's on there. Yes. Is it on yours? I actually listened to it. Let's see what day was that? When you showed it to me on Thursday. Yeah. I was training some legs, yeah. and I was like, I'm going to go listen to this full song, because I'd only seen the clip yeah. that you had, you had sent me, and I was like, it's That's right. really good. Yeah. Yeah, man. They, I, And I mean, it's so impressive to go from, to to listen to their EP, their original EP that came out in two, uh, 2016, and listen to their most, re- uh, their most recent release with Where You're Gonna Crash. Yeah! They have tightened up so much as a band, and just the sound has gotten so good. Like they, they're killing it, man. They kill it, and especially for a three-piece band, kill it, man. Kill oh, it. Oh yeah, crazy, crazy, man. Hats off to them. Very excited that they got to come back on the show. Jordan, have a good wedding. I don't know when it's actually scheduled. We didn't get into that. I didn't ask him that during the interview. Girl, Probably on. should have asked him when it was actually going to go down, you know? That would have been a good question. Blam. Damn. Damn. Still have I still have growth as an interviewer. I still need to work on a couple things. It's okay. I'll get there, Jake. I'll get there. Okay. Jake, are you ready? Third birthday suit. Here we go. This one, it's a little bit higher. Um, He's not as famous a basketball player as John Elway is a football player, but you like to watch basketball more than football, so, you know, I gave it a little bit higher. I gave it 75%. Okay. But now that you're you're two, already two for for this week, I feel like I could have put it higher. I feel more confident now. So I, I need I need this one. So true. It. Okay, born on June twenty eighth, nineteen ninety three, in St. Louis, Missouri. Our birthday suit wearer loved basketball. Growing up, he attended Chaminade College Preparatory School. During his senior year, he averaged thirty two points a game, five point seven mm. rebounds, and two point eight assists a game. He was also named National or Gatorade National Player of the Year. Pretty big deal there. Uh, in 2011, he played for the University of Florida, and only after a year did he could declare for the NBA draft. He was selected third overall by the Washington Wizards. Hmm. He was selected on the all-rookie team after his rookie season, and since, he has been an all-star twice. In 2018 and 2019, 
Last season, he averaged career highs in minutes per game, rebounds per game, assists per game, steals per game, blocks per game, and points per game. Jeez. He is often considered the second best player on the Wizards behind John Wall. Name that birthday. Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill is it. Yes. Nicely done. Three for three, Jake. Three for three. Feel it. Yes. Your you now your career average is fifty percent. You're back up. Mm-hmm. You're back up to a flip mm-hmm. of a coin. I like it. I like it. I didn't realize him and I were the same age. That's right. Ninety three, man. Ninety three. Yeah. Yeah. Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill. He. Uh. I mean, I was looking at those stats from last year. He had some impressive stats last year. Oh, and, dude. He. To me, I feel like he. See, John Wall is just like too inconsistent. The Wizards, yeah, and plus he's been injured a lot. I yeah. feel like the Wizards should just let him seek a trade or something, and then just let Bradley kind of take the reins on that team. Yeah, that's my opinion. I but. I don't know, and I don't want to say anything for uh, Bill. He could prove me wrong. Who knows? I have no idea. But I feel like he's a little bit Demar Derozan Word. in the fact that he does play that role better. I don't know. Maybe if you gave him that leading role, he would shine into it. Who knows? Maybe that's yeah, the case. That's you know, yeah. but I just don't. I, I I don't know if I would say John Wall's good for that role either, because so far, he, like you uh-uh. said, he's been injured a whole bunch, and he really hasn't uh, uh, took them to a high level in the uh, in the playoffs. But you know. Nope. You know, there for a while they were getting like you know, early the early teen years, they were getting to like that top spot right below Miami, you know? Yeah. And and mm-hmm. you thought they were gonna take that next leap and they never did. Uh, also yeah, they just haven't I go they ahead. haven't clicked. No. They haven't clicked as like a duo, you know? Like No, and they never really got the supporting cast around that duo either. They just have yeah. these characters that come in and out. Anyways, he's turning the big 2-7. You know, something I didn't realize about Bradley Bill. He's only 6-3. I thought he was taller yeah. than that. I thought he was like 6-6, six, six, you know? Yeah. He's, and then, like, usually NBA, they usually, like, kind of give you a couple inches. Yeah, you got to exaggerate so. just a little bit, you know? Because I, I remember back in the day when they used to say uh, uh, Allen Iverson was 6-2. And I was like, <laughs> dude is like 5-10, if that. There is no way he is 6'2". Not happening. And then they put his weight at something like 170-something. I was like, that dude weighs 125 pounds. Don't kid yeah. yourself. It's crazy. He's listed uh, Bradley Bill, two, 207, 6'3". That's, that's, okay. that's his official there. Anyways, happy birthday, 27. Many more to Bradley Bill. Hopefully, uh, he gets. Uh, I, I, guess, I guess the Wizards are in this this new deal coming, aren't they? I, they, I think so. I I mean, I, what they're doing is well because the East is so so weak, right? I mean, so I think there's only two playoff. cut out. Yeah, there's like two yeah. two or four teams that don't get to go. It's like uh, yeah. Washington or it's like Atlanta and somebody else, something like that. I forget. Yeah. 
Anyways, there you go. Bradley Bill. We'll have more on uh, the NBA when it gets closer. Uh, Jake, it's time for me to tell you about the shows. My goodness, the shows. So true. We got the shows. We got a little hurt coming up on the next show. We've got The Wild coming up, which uh, Jordan Griffin uh, mentioned there in the interview, saying it was the craziest band they've ever toured with, and we've got them on the show next week. Can't wait for it. Then we've got The Devil Makes Three, great band there. We've got Stick Figure, one of the biggest to do reggae right now. I mean, my goodness, Stick Figure's killing the game. They got like they got like 1.7 million monthly listeners on Spotify, those guys. Jeez. They got so many listeners, crazy. Crazy. We've got uh, we've got them coming on the show. We've got a couple other people. We got Trevor Hall. Trevor Hall, who when I told Dan that Trevor Hall was going to be on the show, he lost his mind. That's a fact. I was like, that's right, Dan. You're going to have to make sure your your drawing of Trevor Hall is outrageous because if you let him down, he's going to be upset, just telling you. He's not going to be happy with you if, you if you don't draw him good enough. So we've got shows out the wazoo. We've got shows out the wazoo, Jake. And let me tell you something. I'm working on a couple that will get you really excited. They will mm. they will get you very, very excited. But I've learned something on this show, mm. Jake. I can't announce them before they actually are solidified. So true. Because okay, if I announce enough. them before, they won't happen. I will jinx yeah. it, and they will not come on the show. It happened with mm-hmm. Chuck D. Yes! I thought Chuck D was going to come on the show. It looked like we had set it up, and then his manager, we couldn't make it happen. Oh! And I was just like, oh, man. I was so excited about Chuck D. We were going to talk everything public enemy, and then it didn't happen. So I'm not going to mention them, but trust me, if they happen, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You'll be so excited. You'll be so excited. All right, man. You and I still got to take that that trip that we said we were going to take this summer. Uh, What what trip is that? We said we were going to do a weekend show down in Hilton Head. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't worry. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, Okay. Until next week, I have been your host, Doc G, with me, as always, for the Sunday Fun Day festivities, Mr. Jake, Papa Jones. Papa Jones? What? Papa. Nope. (laughs) Papa J-Bones. Where did Papa (laughs) Jones? I just merged them together and took out a B. I'm going insane. I get a new name. New name every week, man. Well, I mean, Papa Jones doesn't make any sense at all. You don't have Jones in your name. Nope. You're not a... Come on. Papa... Papa J-Bones. There we go. There it is. Jeez. Parlor. You got a sign-off? Do you have a sign-off? Is there anything? Hmm. Uh, Until next week. There you Uh, go. You stay... Yeah, stay classy. That's good enough. I like it. Until next week, zip it up and zip it out.